Hello, listeners, and welcome. Twelve-Sided Stories presents Otherworld London, an actual play RPG podcast that uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu system. We weave macabre, gaslight-era tales of terror and suspense for your listening enjoyment. Our games are story-driven and rules-light. Now, our keeper for Otherworld London, Wes Otis. Okay, let's jump right into it and introduce our players. Let's start with Terry. Oh, hi out there in the internets and the podcast land. This is Terry Gamble. I'll be playing Alizé Carew. I'm a shopkeeper. Um, I also like to go out at night and run naked as a wolf. I support that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, hi, everyone. I am Kelsey Osborne, and I will be playing Maggie Cooper. That's all. That's it. That's all I'm doing. All right. <laughs> Hi, I am uh, Mac Beauvais. I am not a shopkeeper. I do like running around naked, though, so I got that going for me. Hell yes. Um, Probably shouldn't talk about that. Uh, (laughs) But I am playing a character. I'm playing Ethel Prendergast, who is a little nuts these days. And I'm Michelle Otis, and I am playing Eugenia Penbottom of the Lancashire Penbottoms. I love it. Every time I love it. It's just never going to get old. I'm sorry. Same. It's the best name. It's honestly the best name. I don't yep. even know where it came from. It just, it just appeared. Brilliance. Yeah. Came okay. from your genius. So this last episode, we kind of went over what happened between your guys' final episode in season one and episode number 13. That's where we're starting season two. Each of you had about six months of time that you lived through. Uh, For Alizé, she was dealing with uh, being a wolf and being basically hunted by her former boyfriend, Benny, who wanted to bring her back to civilization. What do you mean former? We we never broke up. You did did tell him to never to go away. I told him not to see me again, but, you know, I would love him forever. (laughs) So at the end of the episode, you guys, you actually were... Captured. Captured, in a way. For Maggie, you found yourself trapped with Craggy. Yeah. He sold you under the... Totally rude. (laughs) He sold you under the... um, presumption that you would be taken off to America and uh, have to work there. Joke's on him. Right. You were saved, luckily, by Wilford and by Rick. Ethel, you were able to get out of your court case, and uh, Eugenia helped you with a lawyer. You've been living at her place now, but we'll get to that in just a minute. I just want to know if my cat's okay. um, Easter? I think your cat was Easter, right? Yeah, my cat was Easter. Your cat's probably fine. I love it. I can remember the name of your cat, which was in one episode or maybe two. (laughs) Can't remember your name. All right. It's okay. I don't remember my name either. Um, Eugenia, you have been trying to find your friends, and you finally brought them all back underneath your roof. But you have done it at a great expense, been spending a lot of money to be able to help them. And it has put your family under some strain. You've had to let go three servants. And your husband has been working more and more to try to build back up your finances. And your son has been a bit insolent, a bit a bit rude about it. And wants you to start to be more... He's been austere. Let's say austere. That is where we're at this week. It has been six months since the last episode. So all of the things that happened to the players during the first six months, it is now another six months. So it has been a year since the end of season one at this point, okay? So basically you are all under the roof of Eugenia still. Um, After- She's gonna need some extra help. Yeah. Yeah. She had to let three people go. There's three of us. No! (laughs) You planned this! (laughs) Um, She's the real Cthulhu. (laughs) Of the Lancashire. (laughs) The Lancashire Cthulhu's. The Lancashire Cthulhu's. (laughs) So, um... (laughs) Stupid. Um, I'm always happy to provide a bad joke for y'all. 
basically, it's been six months. Alizé, you've spent most of your time in a iron cage that was built for you in one of the rooms by the general and Benny, so that when you become a wolf, it's covered in like wolf's bane, and it's very hard for you to number one change but it's also been very hard for you to get out of be it ever so humble there's no place like cage (sighs) now during this time though Benny has been there the entire time and has been talking with you and and you guys when you're not wolfing out you have been able (laughs) to research and try to find some kind of clue to how you can break this bond that you have with uh, Sununos, the mm-hmm. old antler god. But every once in a while, mm-hmm. you look out the window mm-hmm. and you'll see him standing on the roof across the way. He knows where you're at. Yes, he, I see you too. He can like almost reach out and touch you. You can mm-hmm, feel it. But I feel there. it all over my body and it's always ever so exciting and part of me doesn't ever want to find an answer but part of me knows that if I stay this way I'll never have the life I dreamed of before but sometimes you don't always know what you want till you get it and uh, 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 honey are, are you okay? oh I'm, I'm fine thank you I'm just uh. lost in thought well, how the, are you today? You doing all right? I, I'm fine. the The moon's uh, the moon's not going to be a threat tonight. So, uh, you know, and he unlocks the cage and he goes, you know, you can you can leave today, and we can try to find out some information if you're up for it. Are you sure I'm safe? Honey, I I don't like this any more than you do. I'm just growing weary of being trapped constantly. And I, 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 uh, I spoke with my mother, and uh, I was about to say my mother's dead. That's quite a big task. <laughs> she, uh, I helped with that. <laughs> she agreed that we, if you're willing, we could have a, a, a wedding. Your mother, the Duchess, is all right with this. I, I can't see how she could possibly be all right with any of this. I'm I'm the youngest and she with my uh, my stutter, she's afraid I'll never find So I'm your only prospect and she... I'm sorry I shouldn't have put it that way. So I'm just the best you could do? Of course. You're beautiful. You're the best anyone could do. Penny. Well, I mean, if you don't want to. No, I love you more than anything. I just, I would rather wait till we settle this Then let's settle matter. it, and, and then we'll get married. As soon as we find a cure for whatever this is, I'll marry you, Benny. The, the others are waiting downstairs. We can, we can, I'll, uh, I'll let the four of you go do what you need to do, and... Penny? Yes? I just want to say thank you for your patience and your kindness. Oh, of course, honey. You're the dearest, dearest, and I'm so sorry. Don't be. You you didn't know what was going to happen. No, I did not. So it's not your fault. I will see you soon, honey. They're waiting for you in the parlor. All right, thank you. So he leaves. Downstairs in the um, parlor, the three of you see Alizé come in. Ethel, you're getting pretty close to moving back into your place at this point. After six months, they've finally given you um, permission to go back to your house. So whenever you're ready to do that, you just have to go back. This is one of the very first times you guys have all been back and healed up and able to talk. Hello. How are you all doing this afternoon? Oh, lovely, especially now that you're here. Oh, you're so sweet, Eugenia. I am more concerned with how you are doing. I feel great, honestly. Honestly? 
feel like you pierce into my soul all the time. Um, it's... I appreciate everyone's efforts, but I'm not sure how much longer I can stand to be in a cage. I Truthfully. I understand. It's... growing more difficult instead of easier. I think Benny, he just asked me to to marry him again. <gasps> what did you say? I said that we should wait till we f figure out how to fight this thing or find a cure. Because if we get married and this continues, that wouldn't bode well for his family, his family name. That does seem a wise course of action. Mm-hmm. I must say, I've never quite seen a bloke so dedicated, though. <laughs> it's true. He's quite dedicated. He is quite sweet. Yes, he is. He's lovely. He's everything a girl could dream. So, have we found anything about how to turn her back? Over the last few months, obviously Ethel has had her nose in a book most of the time. And I would imagine part of that time would have been studying something. Oh, it is all occult yeah. studies. That yeah. is all that she has thrown herself into for the sake of Alizé and also because revenge against Mabel and also taking that power back. Yeah, because you do feel huge. empty. You haven't seen your mother in a long time. You haven't sensed other spirits. So you feel like every time she took your blood, she was draining you of some kind of connection to the supernatural. And while that is, would seem like it would lead to more restful nights, it hasn't. Right, no, because you're not used to that. Uh, it's too quiet. Yeah, it's, and uh, you're not used to that, that feeling. Um, so what I'm going to say is because you guys for at least a few months have been studying this, here's what you've found out. There is a way to basically, there's no way to kill Sununos because he's a god, but there is a way to send him back to the other world. Every once in a while he loses his antlers mm. and then they grow back in. Mm. But finding the antlers are very difficult. If you find the antlers and you can pierce his heart with it or stab him in the chest with it, it will basically send him back to the other world. And it will free you and mm -hmm. everybody else who has been part of the pack mm -hmm. from his control. But it's a lot more difficult than I'm making it sound. Mm -hmm. We don't know in which dimension he might have shed antlers. Right. And I still find him incredibly enticing. It's all right. He's got quite an allure. It's, it's quite difficult because it's the most exciting thing. I feel drawn. He, I do see him often. He is often outside my window. Does he still have his antlers? Last I saw, yes. He did. But the moon will get strong again, and I'm sure they'll be lost, and there may, there may be an opportunity, but I'm not sure how to get to him. In some of the books that we've read, has there been anything, like, is there any sort of a divining rod or anything that would lead to his antlers or something that would act that way? Not so far, no. You haven't found anything yet. I think we already have our divining rod. Ow! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Alize. Yes? Just how much awareness do you have in a lupine form? A lot more than I do in this form. I have a strong connection to the god and 
to the rest of the pack. It's not just me, there's so many more. But I mean, with regard to your willpower, if you were to try and track down the antlers. That could be problematic. I may need some more control and more strength. When I'm in my other form, I don't always, uh, I don't always remember what has happened. There must be a way for me to see and perhaps hold on to a piece of myself. Maybe that's what we need to study next. Yes? That does seem a uh, proper course of action. I agree. Let's study, I guess. As you guys are, are talking about all these different things, Miss Fitch comes in and goes, Ma'am, you have to see this. It's, I don't know what to make of it. What is it? It's, it's, it's a very large tree. What? I can't explain. Come here to the, to the door and take a look. Of course. Okay, so you guys come to the, the <laughs> stoop, and a couple of streets away, there's this huge oak tree that seems to have erupted through a building. I haven't seen anything like it before. Well, ladies, I suppose we should investigate. Yes, sounds like I would agree. Maggie puts her. I'm I'm like, I think it's (laughs) sniffing. I think it's. I think it's. uh, Is that a pine? (laughs) No, definitely an oak of some sort. Well. We can go look closely. It's definitely a strong hardwood. <laughs> <laughs> that was just for you. Thank you. Giggity. So Ma- uh, Maggie also carries around uh, her knife in like a, a sheath garter. on her garter. And then she also has a her pistol that she wears on her other leg. So like before she walks out the door, she kind of... She's kind of made the habit to like smooth her dress down, but it's just to make sure that she has both of her. Well, and weapons. also I imagine all of you carry a very small like derringer mm-hmm. or some kind of pistol, mm-hmm. some ladies like gun that you can, you know, hide away in one of the many layers of clothes that you wear. Yep, tucked in the buckle, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you guys. <laughs> Bustle gun. Hold one on, second. one moment. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Let me adjust my bustle. Leaning, leaning forward. That's my new punk rock band, Bustle Guns. <laughs> it's guns like a sex petty- pistol. You've heard of guns in different. your petticoat. We have guns in our bustle. Bustle Guns. You, you guys start walking, because it's only a few blocks away. And as you're walking through the street, you notice this man with a rabbit mask on. And um, mm. he's just... That's not creepy at all. No, I it's this don't. white mask with this, um, with these two ears that are sticking straight up. I find him strangely attractive. <laughs> I've definitely got a type. <laughs> and he's, uh, he's just walking down the street towards the tree. And no one else seems to notice him. Like People are just walking right by him without having any reaction at all. What time of day is it? Maybe 10 in the morning. Okay, so brightly lit and everything. Yeah. And well, brightly for London. You sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I go, sir. Turns towards you, and he's got, you can see just the, the sunken in a little bit from where the mask comes a little mm-hmm. way from the eye. Um, where are you going? And he points towards the tree very slowly. Oh, is it a festival? Shakes his head, no. Um, we might need more than the pistols we're carrying. Is it a feast? He shakes his head, yes. Um, who's invited? And he puts up his hands towards the air and looks up at the sky. Oh, and does a turn around in a circle. Looks and like then, we're all invited. And then he bows down and puts his arm, one arm behind his back, and then he kind of motions towards the tree. Oh, so everyone's invited. He shakes his head, yes. 
how cordial. Um, what's to be served at the feast? And he points both of his hands towards himself. You are. And he points at his mask. Oh, Oh, rabbits. I love rabbit. Oh, well, thank you, sir. He bows again and starts walking towards the tree. Why, that was quite terrifying. (laughs) I don't... I'm not even sure I know what we just saw. I wonder if it's Rabbit or if it's him as Rabbit. I'm very confused. Did anything in the books mention rabbits? Not that you read. I can't read, so I don't know. (laughs) What I read, I do know... Well, of course rabbits are a symbol of springtime and, and, and fertility and... So during this interaction... Uh, Ethel is trying to parse out if he is entirely corporeal or if there's any sense of like anything supernatural coming off of him at all. Not that you can tell, no. Nothing, nothing like you would normally feel as Ethel. It was creepy, but sure. it, you know, it, he, uh, he seemed creepy. human. Yeah. What he, month is it? It's, I think we said July, early July. I was thinking March, like a March hare. But, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Um, so what do you guys want to do? I say that we continue forward, but with ex- on our guard. Extreme caution. Especially oh, yes. you, Alize. I want to fight you for that remark, but I understand. I know I can't be trusted anymore. I don't think that's what she meant. I think it was just, we're concerned for your safety. I understand your concern, and I also... I think I've just got some cabin fever, really. I Let's just get to the tree. You guys continue on your way, okay? And as you get closer to the tree, you notice a few more people in masks. One of them is a stag. Another one is a wolf. There is a one in what looks to be some kind of bobcat. You see a few of those. You see a bear at one point. Uh, with these masks on. Into all of it. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's, there's like, like I said, there's like five or six. And the thing that you notice as they're weaving their way towards the tree is that people around them don't seem to notice them. You guys do. Do any of them make sound? Or no. are they all quiet like they're the rabbit? They're all silent. They're all completely silent. Mm-hmm. Even their footsteps? No, they, you know, it's cobblestone. It's That's impossible. Um, How are they dressed otherwise? Do they seem to be different levels of society? They all seem like they're dressed for church. But they all do seem like they're different levels of society as well. Okay. So, um, I ask one of the normal people. Yes. Um, hello, um. Have you noticed that strange tree? Uh, yes. And what do you think of it? it it's a it's a big tree. It's a bit disconcerting, but you know, it's, it's not hurting me, so I'm I'm just gonna keep walking. Well, what about all these people in masks? All right. Um. Well. I figured they're going to the tree. Some kind of uh, festival or something? Right, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing anything. Nope, not missing anything. Sure, everything's fine. Excellent. Just keep going and everything's going to be okay. Thank you, sir. Why does everyone seem all right with this? This is can so I, uh, very strange. Can I make, um, <laughs> not yeah. a, I guess it's not a... Sleight of hand, but what would be like checking for magic and stuff? Not checking for magic, but to see if he seems nervous or like he's not really speaking what he wants to be speaking. I don't know what that would enchanted. Yeah, Um, like if he seems enchanted or if he seems scared, but he's trying not to seem scared. Well, that would be very British. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Cool. Cool. Detect Britishness. (laughs) Cool exterior screaming on the inside. (laughs) That should be a skill. Britishness. 
It is. Roll um, British. Um, you could do... Um, Stiff up a lip as a skill. I want to like, say. I have listen, but that's more like eavesdropping. Well, I need you to make a psychology roll. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do I want to roll over or under? Under. Under. Oh, damn it. <laughs> 88. Oh. Why? So close. Nothing. Nope. I'm just like, but the, I don't know. I have an idea, but I don't know that it's the wisest course of action. Mm-hmm. We could try and corner one of these people uh, en route to the tree and at least try and get one of us in there with a mask. Not the worst idea. Maybe the one with the wolf over there. How <laughs> <laughs> <I> to say? <laughs> oh, Feeling offended. I have to have a bit of fun. You're so bad. Uh, I am sometimes. <laughs> um, I suppose I could try to lure someone. That is your skill set. <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> Maybe see if you could charm the mask off them. Mm. I could try. I mean, they do or is seem... there a place to get these masks? Rather attached to them, but I could try. Well, if we can't persuade it from them, there are other means. Yes, but we'll, we'll try the peaceful one first. <laughs> I, like, smooth my hand over both so my So could weapons. you explain this? <laughs> could you please tell us, you miss a description of this... Um, this gang that attacked you? Well, they all had derringers. It was terrible. Yeah, I want to go with uh, with Maggie. Yeah. Because I also have skills in that area, so I'll be your backup. Get it. Let's get them. So you're picking someone to talk to. Yeah. Okay. Is there uh, one that looks like they have, um, I assume people are kind of, as they get closer to the tree, sort of like joining other like small groups of people, you know? So is there one one person that's maybe a little farther away that looks like they are, have they been separated from the pack? <laughs> well, if you guys... Uh, I resent that remark. <laughs> I, I think mean, you mean resemble. Truth. There's uh, There are a few of them that you can see coming down the road. Is there a lone wolf somewhere around here? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I get dibs on wearing that mask, if so. Uh, there is actually, you see another rabbit coming through one of the alleyways. Now, how far away from the tree are you guys going to do this? I think we're still a ways off from yeah. the tree. Okay. So, yeah, you, you, can, you can see, like, one of the rabbits coming down one of the alleyways. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to kind of approach him and maybe sort of like feign a little trip in front of him so I like kind of fall into him. Oh, I'm so sorry kind of a thing. Okay, give me a dex check. A dex? Not, okay. Yeah. See well, if I fall on my face? You're, you're doing, do you have acting? Um, well, I was trying to use charm. Yeah, um, okay, do what would charm. Be better, okay. okay do charm. Ooh, 31. That's uh that's difficult. So, yeah, he uh you fall and he instinctively, like, instinctively catches, catches you. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I I'm so clumsy on cobblestone these shoes, you know. Uh, the nose starts to move a little bit as he starts to smell you. Are you all right? I I don't smell foul, do I? Oh, well, that's very, that's very good you to You notice know. a few, Ethel, you notice a few feet away that his mask seems to be fused to his cheek. Do I see that being, like, essentially right next to him, that his mask is, Yeah, like you notice that, his that his, his, the face is actually, the mask is actually moving like it's natural. Oh, wow. And you notice Ooh. that his eyes are hollowed out, mm. like they're just black. You can't see any pupils like sunken, or anything. Like sunken, sunken in, sockets? Yeah, sunken in sockets. Ugh. And he's got just a little bit of blood that has dried underneath his eyes, where his eyes used to be. And he's just smelling you. <laughs> and he puts you back um, up on your feet. Sir, where, where did you come from? There seems to be a, a rather large influx of people going to the festival. And he just kind of looks at you with this... These black eye sockets for a moment, and then 
and he points towards the tree. You came from the tree. And he says, he kind of makes this gesture of, go to the tree with me. I, I can go to the tree with you. All, all right. Um, what happens at the tree? Will I get a mask at the tree? Is that where you got your mask? Well, where did you get yours? I'm, I'm rather fond of it, actually. I've always, uh, I've always liked rabbits. He, Does he uh, seem any kind of, or is he just like giving me nothing? Just blank, doesn't care. It's like he doesn't know how to answer certain questions. Mm-hmm. Like parts of his humanity have yeah. been removed. Yeah, because I imagine he's not going to be charmed like a regular no. human would no. be. But he doesn't even seem to be like responding to me with normal human reactions. No, not right? at all. He's sniffing you and making mouth yeah. noises as he and chews. A- answering questions, but like... If I say it cute, that doesn't matter. If I were to say it a different way, that wouldn't matter. Right, right, right. Okay. yeah. Okay. Do you let him walk away? I mean, I, I'll kind of glance over at Ethel and, like, should I try to keep him over here? Maybe waiting for, like, a nod or a let him go kind oh, of. I'm just wondering head. if there's something that could be done to further investigate them even from a this slight distance you well, know sin- to find more senses seems to be very fused and you know uh if there was anything anything in the reading especially because the early reading about sir nunos if um i can dredge up anything from my memory uh make an occult roll and it's gonna be a hard because this one's <clears throat> this one's difficult and that's what uh that's half Okay, well, I have 70. Okay, so 35. Uh, no. Would you like to push the roll? Yes. Remind me what I need to do again with this because it's been a while. Okay, so basically with the push roll, um, you you basically have to tell me what extra effort you're going to put in to drudge up this memory. If you fail the roll, then something bad could happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to approach them. I think, if anything, I'm going to be rough on my, you know, towards myself about just, like, trying to dredge this up from my memory. And um, in an attempt to try and have better clarity. Something uh, snaps if you fail the roll. Okay. Mm. Does that make sense? Sure. Is that good? Yeah. Okay. I think um, Ethel's actually driving her uh, nails into the palms of her hands a little bit to try and use the pain to sharpen her memory. All right. Give me another roll. <sighs> no. Okay. Well, so it's a hard roll. It is yeah. a hard roll. 35% is hard to that hit. That is hard. Yeah. As you're squeezing your hand and your nails are going into your palm, you feel... And, and you, you look down and you see a little blood come up and then suddenly there's a flash of Mabel standing over you. Oh dear. So much time together. It's been so lovely. And you look wonderful. You really do. And to think someday you might actually get out of here. That's it. Keep bleeding. You're doing wonderful. It must be hard not having any more power, letting go of everything, being an empty vessel. I have to thank you. Really, I've appreciated these talks we've had. Anyway, I must go. Cheerio. You, Maggie, see that suddenly Ethel seems to be going into some kind of shock where she falls over and starts shaking. The rabbit person starts just walks away doesn't react at all but just walks away like there's nothing happened and she starts shaking and you have first aid right um i think so so um, oh no i don't actually okay uh you guys I are do. at the end of the alleyway so you have first aid mm-hmm. do you have first aid eugenia give me a first aid girl. Ooh, five under my 50 yeah awesome Okay, Eugenia, you run down the alleyway and you help out with Ethel. 
you just kind of stabilize her until she's able to come out of the seizure. A few moments go by and finally you come out of it. You guys are in this alleyway after this rabbit <laughs> creature thing walks away. I'm, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't get the mask. It, okay, well, it seemed like the mask was part of his face. It, it was like it, it was like it was fused on and his eyes were sunken and dark and and he didn't have anything on him not not even a pocket watch like he was becoming the animal why did you look at me when you said that because i'm worried about you i'm doing and i'm worried about what all of this could mean for you i'm fine I think the difference here, though, is that when Alizé becomes a wolf, she fully becomes one, eyes and all. Mm. These do not seem the same. It's... They seem like sacrifices. Or Uh, vessels, or, or, I don't know, puppets of some kind. Animated sacrifices. He was sniffing me. I feel... That something very, very bad is about to happen. Oh, yes. But the question is, how do we prevent it? I don't think we can. Is there a way to... destroy the tree? (laughs) We could light it on fire. That's an option. But it must be guarded and probably... Mm, there must be some sort of spell around it as well. We're going to have to use some very strong magic to stop. Okay, so you guys get closer mm-hmm. to the tree. and I'm not feeling well. Oh, no. It seems almost like, like a park or something. That feeling of openness, even though that there's buildings around you, and this one tree has just grown up through this house this large house. There's this person standing at the front door. They have two baskets, one basket of prey and one basket of predator masks. Like so, wolves and whatever in one basket and rabbits and deers and elks and other things in the other one. There's even a mouse. And every once in a while, a person without a mask will come on. And if it's like a kid or whatever, they'll give them the mouse mask and they'll go inside. The normal people don't seem to be looking at this at all. They don't seem to be, it's like they've put it out of their reality bubble. And every once in a while, the person with the two baskets will just reach out to one of them and just bring them in. And he's got a fox mask on Mm. and he starts to, to like converse with them he's actually talking you can hear him but if you look close enough his his mask is moving with his his words what do the people that put new <coughs> masks on do when they put them when the mask goes on their face does it look like it hurts does it look like it shocks them it it looks like they almost get a sense of calm that goes over them and then they walk into the building with the tree. And he's not ensuring that they're actually putting on the masks, right? No, he's he's just just, distributing. He's just handing masks out to people. I'm going to go over there and try and get my hands on one of these masks. He goes, um, which mask would you like? Well, which mask do you think would suit me best? Mm, Looks at you for a moment. You look like a raven to me. That seems acceptable. Picks up a raven, gives you the mask. Thank you kindly. Can you tell me a bit more about what's going on here? This is uh, a new church. And it seems to be very well received thus far. Thus far. We are believers in nature and being closer to nature and the masks are a way of um, I guess pretending and when he says it you can literally see a glint in his eye like he said that a a million times before Mm -hmm. you know he's got it down 
says we uh, we're a newer church and we believe God um, wants us to be closer to nature if you want you can go in of course you have to wear your mask if you go in I understand uh, and uh, it seems like a very interesting new uh, church you have going on well we hope to see you soon thank you kindly and I'm gonna go back to the group okay and as I do I'm gonna examine this mask that I've got in my hands as thoroughly as I can on the inside of the mask there seems to be these I want to say they kind of look like worms intertwined with each other and kind of slithering together all the way on the inside as if when you put it on they just kind of attach to your face mm-hmm. oh jeez <laughs> ah. and then, so it is and then <laughs> so you're kind of looking at them and it's like you figure that over time they kind of bury themselves into your skin it's like the princess Mononoke. <laughs> like yeah. the slime, the corruption. Oh. Well, it is the early bird and it got the worm. Oh. Oh. Nevermore. 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 Um, so that's that's what you can just see. It. It's right there. It's basically really easy to see how this attaches to their face. I am going to show it to uh, my friends here. Okay. Can you guys make sand checks for me? Ooh, yeah. That's disgusting. Oh, I made it, thank goodness. I did not. <laughs> you're like, you're like right up at six over 70. Okay. I made mine. All right. I, I did not. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay, so you both take four points of sanity, which is like right under the threshold of like a mania or phobia. So you take four points and you're shaken. It's just really, you're looking at the mask, just like, oh. And then you look up and you see people putting the mask on. Ah. And then like, kind of like, having this like calm. Like, <laughs> I do not Stiff. care for this. Upper I do not care lip. for this at all. Stiff upper lip. <laughs> You'll be, this is awful. I thought. Well, I've, honestly, I've maybe seen some worse things in the last year, but this is disgusting. Um, I don't think it's safe to go in there. Oh, no, it is most definitely not safe. I think we need to formulate a plan. So you guys leave? And what would you suggest? Well, first, I suggest we get to a safe distance because I want to be as close to this tree as I do, oh, I don't know, the gaping maw of some horrible creature. I'm sorry, what? I said I would like to be as close to this tree as I would the gaping maw of a horrible creature. Yeah, I still... Meaning I do not wish to be close to this tree at all. No one thinks you're a creature. Oh, no, 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 Right, no, that's why dear. I've been in a cage for the last six months. Alizé, you disappeared for almost six months and tore things. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, you're right, you're right. It, it's awful to be, <laughs> it's awful to be locked up and... I and, and Alizé, think I Alizé. might stay here. No, no, please. I feel... I need to stay here. Alizé, I think this tree being from the other world is... is. I think it's calling out to you. When when Craggy had me imprisoned, he he kept dosing me with drugs. And before long... I just long, don't feel I, strong here. We must leave. Or I have to... I, I understand the draw. Go. I don't know what to do. Let us go. Let us I go. I just grab Alizé's hand and just like start walking the other direction. Yeah. Okay, so you guys walk away from the tree. Yeah, and I think that Ethel may have had contingency plans with this because she has been worried about Alizé and probably has been carrying a sprig of wolfsbane with her. Okay, just in case. Yeah, and comes over and gets, you know, hand on the shoulder, but also has that because it would bring her Calm me down. down a little. So you guys get away from the tree. All right. You guys get back to the house. Where does each person want to go? 
So let's start with Eugenia. Obviously, you're home. What kind of things are you doing? Um, I think Eugenia wants to do some research. Okay. Um, to see if there's anything in any of her books about folklore or occult or anything like that that might speak to this tree. And Okay. Ethel, what would you like to do? I think Ethel's finally going to go home. I think she's probably read and exhausted a lot of the books that Eugenia has. Right. To go home to her uh, books and also to... Um, she has the mask and to sort of experiment and see if it clings on to other things like a handkerchief or... Yeah. Okay. Uh, Maggie, what kind of things are you thinking of doing? Um, so uh, on our way on our way back to Eugenia's house, um, I'm sure that there's like little street urchin children. Of course, sort, sort of like scattered around, you know. So um, uh, I'm going to ask Eugenia for like a couple of coins. Um and go up to one of the street urchins. Darling, you see that tree over there? Yeah, Mom. Don't let any of your friends near it, all right? The men there, they're snatching children. Oh, okay. Here's a couple of coins. Get yourself and your friends something to eat, all right? Oh, okay. So that way, I don't... Because saw, we saw a couple kids going yeah, in there. Yeah, with masks, masks so, on. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Alizé, you're... I'm not doing well. You're not doing well. I'm going to go back to Eugenia's... And go in the cage. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, but I will ask ask that one of the servants, maybe, well, one of the three, <laughs> go and me, no, <laughs> <laughs> and ring for um, ring for Benny so that he's there. Oh yeah, Benny Benny will show up very soon. Okay, so Ethel, you get back to your house and you open the door for the first time in a, in a long time, and you feel nothing. This house used to be full of spirits. There used to be four, including your mother, your husband, Rose, and Agatha were all there. Now nobody's there. And it's very quiet. But then suddenly you hear somebody in the kitchen walking around. And then they say, Darling, is is that you? Excuse me? And then out from the kitchen, this large frame of a man comes through the door. I've missed you so much. When I got the letter from your friend that you needed help, I got on a boat as quick as I could to come out here and help you. And your father is standing there, big as life. And that's where we're going to stop it. <laughs> big daddy moment. Oh, my goodness. Mendacity. Oh, big daddy. <laughs> Wes, okay, Wes has a really good plantation southern accent i though. have lived in that area so that's what i can do yeah <laughs> yeah that's what it is the pretentious southern. and i've been practicing ever since terry said practice your voices i've been practicing <laughs> so <laughs> it's fun right all right so real quick before we wrap things up let's talk about patreon uh we love to do the show there's lots of things that we'd love to do and with your support we can do them so go to patreon and look up 12-sided stories we will pop up and uh, back us and help us out and we can hopefully get to our goal of weekly shows we really appreciate all the support of our fans and uh you know if if you can do it great uh we'd appreciate it uh now let's move on to social medias we'll start with terry Oh, hello. Um, Terry Gamble here. You can find me at the Terry Gamble um, on the social medias. That's the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram. and Or you can go to TerryGamble.com and it'll take you to all those things as well. Cheers. Go to all of them. Oh, and a horror movie survival guide. You should probably check that out too. It's a podcast that I now co-host. I used to just be the producer. But uh, now I co-host. Awesome. Ooh. I watch scary movies Ooh. now, you guys. Oh, oh my, my gosh. goodness. <laughs> it's terrifying. You're so grown. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like a big kid.
excited now. I'm like, I'm gonna watch them now. You and, and not just in the they're, comment they're in the fun. background about them. It's great. It's I don't fun. even know who you are anymore. <laughs> I know. It's weird, right? I'm a werewolf and I watch horror movies. Oh man. What has changed? Stop trying to be me. <laughs> Matt, I'm why? dying my hair next. It's gonna be green. Oh. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, everyone. I am Kelsey Osborne. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Kelsey Kelsum, K E L S E Y K E L S E M. Hey, I'm Mac Beauvais, a uh, werewolf that watches horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on social media to hear more about those things at, uh, at Strange Like That, Twitter, Facebook, Instagrams. Uh, yeah. What? Uh, until Terry takes it all over. <laughs> oh, I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, what was that? The roommate or whatever from the nineties where Strange she gets right? single yeah. white female, single white female. <laughs> you just show up and you're like, Hey, I'm you now. <laughs> <laughs> I am Mac now. <laughs> Go ahead. And I'm Michelle Otis. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Michulu. That's M I C H U L H U. And I am Wes Otis, and uh, you can find me at Plate Mail Games on Twitter, and also you can find me on Battle Bards if you'd like to get any of the sound effects you hear. You can put them in your games as well. So we're we're on Battle Bards, and we're on Drive Through RPG. Uh, so check those things out. And thank you very much for listening. We will talk at you soon. Bye.